This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Our Blessed Mother, anytime I get the opportunity to interview someone about her, we get it scheduled. Why? Because I want everyone in the world to know her, imitate her, and ask her for her powerful intercession. Is there anyone who points us more directly to her son than her? I think not. My guest today is a convert to the Catholic faith, and she had some initial hang-ups with this devotion to the Blessed Mother thing in the beginning. But now... Let's just say she's come around. She is the author of the new book, Exalted, How the Power of the Magnificat Can Transform Us. You will enjoy this, friends. Here it is, my conversation with Sonia Corbett. Hi, Sonia. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing just fine. You have a new book out called Exalted, uh, How the Power of the Magnificat Can Transform Us. You are a convert to the Catholic faith, and Marian, or devotion to Our Lady, really didn't come easy for you at first. It didn't, uh, and I have since learned that it's really true that way for a lot of converts, But and I'm not sure why that is, except that maybe it's just been drilled in our heads for so long you know, that that we don't pray to anybody but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was very difficult for me. I went to a, a penance service, and I went to my bishop for com- confession, and he told me after my confession that the measure of my Catholicism was my relationship to Mary. And I was offended by that because it had, first of all, nothing to do with what I was in there confessing. Mm. <laughs> but secondly, because, you know, I didn't go through all I went through to, to come into full communion with the Catholic Church to be half a Catholic. And so it bugged me a lot, you know, what he said. I just, um, but I didn't understand, and it was a little strange, and I finally just went to her and said, you know, look, I think this is weird. I think it's weird, all the attention you get. <laughs> I don't understand it, but if you're willing to teach me, I'm willing to learn. And, and you know how that works. That's she pulled the first me right step. up in her mantle. That's it. That's all <laughs> That's all it takes right there. I, I, I had similar, um, I, I was not a convert to the faith, but I remember while I was in seminary for a short period of time, I really struggled with devotion to Our Lady for a, a, a period of about a year. And I, I just, I loved learning Marian, you know, uh, Mariology. Uh, I loved studying Our Lady and reading books on her, but that connection just wasn't there in prayer. And my spiritual director, who is now my bishop, he actually said to me, he said, uh, John, you know, first of all, relax, (laughs) go to Jesus and ask him to introduce you to his mother. And I thought, wow. Wow. And that was it. It was a game changer right then and there. And that devotion was cultivated. Yep. And I'll tell you something that was so sweet. As I was studying the Magnificat, that was actually part of why I was trying to study it is because I wanted to know more about her. I wanted to understand what was in her heart when when she opened her mouth to praise God. You know, why did she say the things she said? And what I discovered is that she made, she attempted and did make a personal connection with me in the one way that she could have so effectively, and it was through the scriptures. I, I have to think, you know, reading the Bible, formerly as a Southern Baptist, but now as a Catholic, I just, I have to think that it, it's so much more full or rich, especially when you get to some of these parts of sacred scripture, like the Magnificat. I mean, you can just go so much deeper here. 
Absolutely. And everything ties together in a way that was so disconnected for me before as a Southern Baptist. The Catholic Church is so sane, and it's so consistent. And that's part of what was so beautiful about studying her Magnificat, was seeing the connections to the Old Testament and to the Scriptures and her love of the Word. That's what she really shared with me, was how much she loved the Word. When she started to, to praise God, she was singing the song, partly, the song of Hannah, and pulling from the Psalms that she would have been praying on a daily basis. So what she was saying to me, I think, she, it, well, first of all, it was an invitation, and it's an invitation to each of us, I've discovered. When we, when we read and meditate on her Magnificat, she is inviting us into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit that she experiences. That's the first thing. But secondly, she's also trying to show us and invite us to a deeper relationship with the Word of God. The Word is her Son, both in the Eucharist and the Scriptures, and so she's really inviting us into a deeper relationship as Catholics with the Scriptures. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. If some of you are wondering what we're talking about with the Magnificat, that's it. Luke's Gospel, Luke 1, 46-55, where it really is Our Lady's hymn of praise to the Lord. And, and right then and there, right at the beginning, my soul magnifies the Lord. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Just just think of that prayer coming, uttering from Our Lady's mouth. I mean, it's just beautiful when you think of it. it it is beautiful and and we always think of mary as so reserved and she may have been we don't really know but what what we see right there just in that opening line is that that word rejoice is a twirly word you know like a little girl who's playing in the yard and just gets so excited and she's twirling around and she's just she's rejoicing you know it's a it's a a full laughter, a joy from the deepest parts. And, and so she may have been reserved, but her soul was leaping, you know, uh, toward the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful, beautiful Magnificat. The canticle is just, it's fabulous. Well, I, don't I learned know. a whole lot about her. I don't know why you Catholics call her blessed. Uh, well, here we are, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant from this day. All generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is His name. Right here, sacred scripture. Amen. The blessed yeah, Virgin we don't Mary. Have, Go ahead. We absolutely don't have to defend any of that, because it really is right there in her song. Yeah. Uh, I, you're bringing back so many memories for me uh, from seminary, again, because this was a prayer that we would pray uh, at, during evening prayer. And um, it, right. it was, you know, praying that prayer together. I remember there were times where, you know, I just, I wasn't there, wasn't feeling connected, just like we all get uh, at times in prayer. And But when this when this prayer would come about and you'd have, you know, all those guys surrounding me praying that prayer. You just felt lifted up. I mean, you're praying the words of, of the blessed mother right here. Continuing on, he has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. You know, Mary is the model of humility for us as Catholics, friends. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. You see the place she takes before almighty God. It's all about him. That's why we look to Our Lady to model that, that source of humility, that dependence that Our Lady had completely, totally on God. Unbelievable. It gives yes. me the goosebumps just even to say I know. It. it does me, too. It does me, too, because what I know now after studying her Magnificat is that she was obedient and, and submissive to everything, but she did it because she was just open. She was so open to anything God wanted, mm-hmm. no matter what. Whether it was good or bad or happy or sad or painful or 
or blissful or whatever, she was open to anything. And because that openness was so present in her, it gave birth to the Word of God, (laughs) you know? And so that's, that's what she wants for us. She wants us to be open to that Word of God every day through the Scriptures, through the readings of the Church, so that He can come alive in us, too, and we can share Him with the world in a similar way, not the same, obviously, but in a similar way that she did. She's teaching us how. She's teaching us that that humility and openness to whatever God brings on a daily basis and, and seeing it through the lens of the readings of the day is what brings that humility and what brings that change and transformation in the whole world and in us the and book, our lives and our messes. The book is called Exalted, How the Power of the Magnificat Can Transform Us by Sonia Corbett. Sonia, it's always a treat to have you on here. I love promoting your works. God bless you, and thanks for coming on. Likewise. Thanks so much, John. Have a great morning. All right. You as well. You can find it, friends, on AveMariaPress.com. So there you have it, friends. Make time in your prayer, sometime maybe even today, to go line by line through the Magnificat. You heard the power in that prayer. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because it's Our Lady's Prayer, and we get to partake in it. Thanks to Sonia Corbett, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.